Right, preview and prediction time here for Novak Djokovic versus Ben Shelton for the US Open 2023 semi-finals. I can't wait to get into this one. Novak Djokovic is definitely a big favourite, but Ben Shelton doesn't have any scar tissue uh, like someone, like a, even a TFO or a Rublev or a whoever else on tour, pretty much everyone else on tour against Djokovic has. He's never played him before. He's young, he's hungry. He's playing with no fear. It's going to be an interesting matchup. We're going to break it down. Before we do that, remember to that like button. Do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on the podcast platform. Okay, this is how we're going to break it down then. As usual, we'll do it in three parts. The first part will be going through their route to the semifinals so far, how they look generally as well. And then we will look at, well, normally we look at the head-to-head, but there is no head-to-head. So we'll have to skip that part and go straight into how I think the match will play out uh, at Flushing Meadows and potentially what type of tactics might be utilized, uh, what I think might be useful for each player to look at either exploiting in the opponent or utilizing themselves as well to get the best results. And then ultimately, I'll give you guys my prediction. So let's get into the route so far for Shelton. Uh, he's looked good beating Cashin in four sets, Dominic Team. Uh, you can see there uh, a very solid win, although uh, it has to be said, Team, of course, had to retire after the first set. Shelton meet Karatsev in four sets, and then Tommy Paul, and then Francis TFO. So two Americans en route to the semifinals. I think Tommy Paul and Francis TFO were definitely favoured. Uh, before the start of the tournament by most people to to get past someone like Shelton. But he has looked very, very good. And he's managed to maneuver his way through both Americans, two top Americans as well. Then if we look at Novak Djokovic, it's been pretty plain sailing apart from the match against his compatriot, Laszlo Gere. Beat Muller in straight sets to Pat Morales in straights. Gere was uh, the five-setter where he came back from two sets to love down. And he does seem to have a bit of an issue against Serbian players at times. Uh, I maybe it's because they're really good friends or whatever else it might be. But he normally comes through them, but it can be a bit of a struggle. Uh, Goho, good win against him as well. And then Taylor Fritz, which I thought was a very comprehensive victory by Novak Djokovic. Head to head, you can see no matches found because they haven't played before. So we can talk about it from a tactical standpoint in a second. Before I do, uh, worth pointing out, Ben Shelton is leading the ace count for the tournament so far, which isn't a massive surprise. He's been hitting speeds of 147, 148 miles an hour, which is very, very quick. Uh, Novak Djokovic, I think, has looked pretty good. Although I have to say he hasn't been maybe at his level best in some matches. At the start of the tournament, he looked incredible, I thought, actually, which is normally quite rare because normally he takes his time. uh, The first few rounds, he doesn't look amazing, uh, but he's kind of building up momentum. And then as he gets into the back end of the tournament, he starts to really peak and he looks incredible. Grand slams, that is. This Grand Slam has been kind of interesting to see him uh, get on with his matches and I guess apart from that Jair match he has looked good uh, good enough anyway to get past people with ease so if we look at the ace count Shelton is at 76 aces which is incredible uh, Djokovic down at 14 with 42 uh, but 
you know, it's interesting. Fastest serve speed, we're talking about 149 miles per hour was Ben Shelton, which is pretty damn impressive. And first serves made in. I don't think either player is going to be on this list, in all honesty, because, which is interesting. Because the lowest on the list at 20 is Diaz Acosta at 66%. So neither Shelton nor Djokovic are on that list. Interestingly, first serve points one. Djokovic is at 78%. Shelton at 77%. So pretty much the same, much the muchness. But Djokovic just edging that second serve points one. Djokovic at 59%. Shelton isn't on that list, which is interesting because he's got a pretty good second serve, but probably not as good as an Isner. I've, uh, if we're talking about second serves anyway, uh, that's something that he can improve, I think, and take into consideration what someone like a John Isner does. Uh, right, okay, let's get into it from a technical, technical and tactical standpoint. What does Shelton need to do? What does Djokovic need to do? What might play out? I'm going to try and keep this quite brief because I feel like there's not a lot to talk about because they haven't played each other before. And Djokovic has played big servers in the past and he's tended to deal with them pretty comprehensively. He's got good records against a lot of big servers. But if I was Ben Shelton, I might look more at how Kyrgios has played against Djokovic and try and take some notes from that. Now, Djokovic beat Kyrgios in the Wimbledon final last year, but... Kyrgios gave him a pretty good match and lost in four sets. Uh, he took the first set. He he lost the last set in the tiebreaker. Uh, you know, he takes that, goes to five, and it's it's a tight one. So they've got similar-ish games in terms of big serve. I would say Shelton's forehand's definitely bigger than Kyrgios's, and I would say, you know, maybe not quite as reliable. Uh, backhands, they're both very flat backhands. Kyrgios tends to deflect it uh, and tries to find angles, whereas Shelton, again, tries to hit through the court a bit more. Uh, both like to come forward as well. Uh, I wouldn't say his game is exactly the same as Kyrgios's, but there are some similarities there to be had. Being a lefty gives him an advantage against a lot of players, uh, but Djokovic is used to playing lefties. You know, he's played Nadal 59 times, so that won't be a surprise. But to have a lefty serving as quickly as Shelton might be where the difference lies, especially with that kick serve. And we're going to touch upon that in a second. So let me try and summarize in a few points because I don't want to spend a lot of time going into because I don't think it's necessarily needed. When we're talking about the serve and return dynamic, as the first point. Shelton's serve, he needs to be making a lot of first serves. And I think that's pretty obvious against someone like Djokovic. The kick serve is going to be key. Uh, we've seen Djokovic struggle on the backhand side at times with very potent kick serves uh, that are delivered with a lot of, not just pace, but spin. Shelton has a very good kick serve. And I think the second serve will probably go into that backhand side and he might be able to at least get to neutral on those points more than he would have expected. Uh, Djokovic, it'll be interesting to see whether he takes the second serve, which he normally does try to do on the baseline at like shoulder height, um, or whether he goes a lot, quite a bit further back behind the baseline and concedes that maybe I can't take the ball as early. Because normally his returning philosophy is to take the ball early uh, with barely any backswing 
and try and rush the opponent with pure timing on return. He does and has, in instances, changed his return position, but it doesn't happen a lot with Djokovic from what I've seen. So interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Djokovic's serve has been up and down, in honesty. It hasn't been the best that I've seen. I think he struggled a little bit with an elbow niggle as well. Uh, if I was Ben Shelton, I would be looking to attack the second serve big time from Djokovic because uh, I do think it's attackable, especially this tournament, uh, even though his second serve points one percentage is up. But that's more because of his ability after that serve rather than the serve itself, uh, how well he's able to defend uh, with the plus one and then also throughout the point. And he's able to very much transition well from defense to attack. And we know he's an incredible player. Uh, I mean, we don't need to talk about him too much because everyone knows the type of attributes he has. I also think that Shelton needs to try and be creative with the forehand. Now, it's obviously going to go cross-court a lot into the Djokovic backhand, which is an interesting exchange because that ad exchange, Djokovic is, in my opinion, the best ever when it comes to the ad exchange, the ad court exchange. I just think he's just so good backhand to backhand. And then even going into out forehand to backhand and vice versa. I just think he's he's the best on he's the best in the business. Best in the business when it comes to that. He defends that corner so well as well, better than anyone that I've ever seen. Shelton, though, is a left hander, has a bit of an advantage to find a bit more angle. Uh, I think he needs to not necessarily hit with a lot of pace all the time. He will have to play lights out tennis at times, I think. But he needs to be able to change direction as well. Uh, but when he changes direction and goes line, he needs to try and make sure that that forehand is potent enough that Djokovic can't then counter counterattack it. Because what Djokovic does very well is when he's in that exchange, if someone goes line with their normally it's a righty, so a backhand line. If it's not quite good enough, he will not only get there, but he'll get there and almost hit a open stance forehand cross court. It's normally a loopy one cross court, but it's got good angle on it and it gets him to at least neutral on the point if not on the front foot because the player then has to adjust uh, and they, they're not expecting I think Djokovic to hit a shot with such quality and normally it ends up meaning that he's on the front foot ends up winning the point from that position because he, he recovers so well and he just flicks it like that and says nope you're not going to be able to get on the front foot. Now, Shelton has a forehand line to access in those exchanges, and I think he needs to really make them count. He really does, uh, because he needs to be aggressive. Uh, I'm not saying that necessarily he needs to hit Djokovic off the court, but that will be an element, I think. Uh, if he is to win, he'll, he'll need to be aggressive. He'll need to be extremely aggressive. He might make mistakes, but... Uh, that's going to happen. There's no point trying to trade with Djokovic in longer rallies. Yes, Djokovic isn't quite as durable as he was, uh, you know, a few years back in these longer rallies, but he's still up there with the best. And what it's meant is that he's got more of an aggressive game. So if Shelton ends up getting dragged into these longer rallies, Djokovic will take control of them and he'll have to defend. Now, Shelton defending, in my opinion, is not, it's not where he wants to be. Uh, defensively, he's he's okay, but he's the best on the front foot coming forward. I think he needs to make sure that he's transitioning. He can't be afraid to volley at the net. You know, we've seen people utilize against Djokovic and have some success, 
Hooper had catch a Wimbledon this year, Kyrgios at Wimbledon last year. Like we've seen people do it, and it's clearly possible because if you hit a good enough serve, you hit enough good hit enough. Sorry, if you hit a good enough approach shot as well, then of course you can win the point at the net with a volley. Djokovic is one of the best when it comes to passing people at the net. So there are going to be instances where he'll get passed and he just needs to accept the fact that, look, okay, that was just too good. And actually, I didn't do much wrong at all in that point. But, you know, he's an incredible player. Fine, he passed me. No problem. Next time, I'll try and make sure that I make it. So he needs to have a level of maturity about him as well in that, in that aspect because I do think if he gets frustrated and then he starts to hug the baseline, he's going to be in trouble because those baseline exchanges are not going to, he's not going to come out favorably in them. He's going to make mistakes. And yeah, they're going to be instances where he's on the front foot and that's fine. But when he sees an opportunity to come forward, I think he definitely needs to. I think he will uh, because he does transition well. I like the fact that he tries to come and volley. Even serving and volleying, I think, is a good shout, especially if it's a kick serve into the background of Djokovic. And I'm intrigued to see the Djokovic forehand to Shelton back exchange because I think that's going to be one that Shelton needs to avoid as much as possible. I think Djokovic's forehand, especially cross-court, uh, is extremely potent. And Shelton's backhand, yes, he can hit with power. It's flat. It has improved. It's still not at the level that I think it needs to be to contend with someone like a Djokovic, though. Uh, that's my opinion on it. And, and I do think he needs to protect that backhand side as much as possible. So it'll be intriguing to see how he does protect it because Djokovic has, in my opinion, the best backhand on the line on tour if not ever. And if they get into that ad court change and Djokovic is the one that goes line first, Shelton's going to be in trouble. I'm telling you now, he's going to be in trouble. Uh, so it might be worth Shelton utilizing the slice at times as well to try and slow down the rally, try and add in a bit of variation, try and make sure that Djokovic isn't constantly in rhythm and also give himself a bit of time, to, especially when he needs to defend because there's going to be instances where he's going to have to defend. When he has to defend, he needs to make sure that he is utilizing, uh, you know, some of those defensive tactics, the slices, uh, the squash shot, forehands. He needs to be clever because there's no point trying to go for broke in those instances and making a lot of errors. Uh, that's not the way, it's not a high percentage play, right? Trying to, for example, if you're dragged out three meters cross court, off, off court even, and then you try and go round the, the net post of the forehand, you might make it occasionally, but more often than not, you're not going to make that. So is it more effective to then go, okay, I'm going to go cross court or down the line with a lot of loop and spin and try and get it deeper into court so that I give myself time to get to the middle? Yeah, probably. So because one thing about Djokovic, actually, that Shouts can take advantage of is that Djokovic is definitely more aggressive nowadays, but he's still not extremely aggressive in the sense that if you hit a good enough shot with enough depth and spin into court, Djokovic, yeah, he might attack it. But more often than not, he's not going to hit a clean winner from that ball because he plays high percentage tennis for the most part. So that means he will wait for the right opportunity. He'll build it up. He's not going to just go for a wild shot and make huge unforced errors. So that is actually something that Shelton can take advantage of in those instances by trying to get himself into the point and then being the aggressor. He's going to have to be a bit more aggressive earlier on than, say, a Djokovic, but 
you know, I've, I've seen him play and I think he is developing. He is learning. It'll be intriguing to see how he gets on against Djokovic. In terms of a prediction, look, I mean, he's not going to be able to match Djokovic's physicality and his shot tolerance. He's not going to be able to match his athleticism um, or his quality from the back of the court. What he can do, though, is play lights out tennis and serve extremely big, um, go for his returns, especially on the second serve returns, and try and shorten the points as much as possible without making a huge lot of errors, a huge amount of errors, which is going to be tough. But, you know, we, we've seen it happen before. And normally it happens against someone like a Rafa when they hit, hit him off the court. Djokovic doesn't happen as often. But he has had issues with people in the past, like a Del Potro, for example. So it is doable, but Shelton is very inexperienced. He's very young. I think it's a tough, tough ask. I'm going to go with Djokovic in four sets. I think maybe Shelton might take the first set. Djokovic tends to start off slowly with people that he's never played before. And occasionally he'll lose the first set, almost trying to adjust to how the opponent's playing. And then once he's dialed in, once he's calculated what he needs to do, it then becomes a just a complete and utter well it's not it's not destruction but it ends up just being a methodical win and so yeah Jokic on four sets for me let me know in the comment section below who you think is going to win and why and we will see you for the live stream later on thank you very much guys stay safe and well we'll see you on the next video